Local school district in Utah has decided to ban the Bible for elementary and middle school children. Is that really the appropriate thing to do? We're going to discuss that today on the left wing. My name is Desmond Price, the host of the Independent Thought Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, John Cooper of Counterpoint Politics and Dr. Erica of Cocktails and Capitalism. So there is a school district in Northern Salt Lake, a suburb of, of Salt Lake City, that has decided to ban the Bible for elementary and middle school children, but not high school children. This is all coming into effect because of a decision that happened during the 2022 legislative session in Utah, where lawmakers banned, quote unquote, uh, pornographic and indecent books in school. And the Utah State Board of Education created a model and policy to allow school districts to go ahead and to monitor any kind of books that were brought up as far as uh, parents were concerned that they felt needed review. So the Davis School District, which is home to 72,000 students, uh, they had gone ahead and done this. These, this is the school district in question. This came after a committee reviewed the Bible in response to a parent's complaint. And <laughs> the parent in particular was left to, uh, was actually, their identity was not revealed. So they were uh, left anonymous. But a spokesperson for the school district said that the district does not actually uh, see a difference between requests to review books and ones that might be serious and one that might be satire. So they take every single request seriously. They reviewed it, came to a conclusion that they would in fact ban it. And this has come, you know, uh, after lots of protests by Republican lawmakers and by parents who showed up at the Utah State Capitol demanding that this decision be reversed. And later on, it was seen that a, sp a spokesperson, I'm sorry, no, um, Later on, a complaint was found where they they were able to see what exactly this parent's complaint was. They were able to dig this up through a, a records request. And uh, the copy says that a complaint obtained by the Salt Lake Tribune through a public records request shows that the parent noted that the Bible contains instances of incest, prostitution, and rape. The complaint <laughs> derided a quote-unquote bad faith process and said that the district was ceding our children's education First Amendment rights and library access to Parents United. Utah Parents United left off one of the most sex-ridden books around the Bible, the parents' complaint said. This was dated from December 11th and went on to add that you'll no doubt find that the Bible, under state law, has no serious value for minors because it's pornographic by our new definition. That was the parents' <laughs> complaint levied. So, question to my panel here. Um, is it okay to ban the Bible? Is this the right thing to do? John, what are your thoughts on this? I, I, you know, I, I respect the satire of it. Yeah. In practice, I ideologically stand against it. Like, like I, I think that the, the, the parent who did this is making a great point that there <laughs> is no reason to be banning books in libraries in school because the thing about libraries is one, kids don't use them, and two, if they want to use them, everything in the library, like kids aren't dumb, they can access it online and whatever, or they, they, they can get it, you know? Yeah. So like, if you're banning a book from a library, it's just dumb. It's always dumb. And banning the Bible is also dumb. I think banning the Bible from classrooms is dumb. Um, like, I can't tell you how many times like I get in conversations because I cover the Bible a lot. I was raised Catholic. I know a lot about it. Um, and 
I can't tell you how many times like I get the comments from conservatives like, oh, well, if they taught the Bible in school, like you'd be pissed off. I'm like, no, I learned the Bible in school. I had multiple classes that deeply covered the Bible, as well as the Quran, as well as Hindu texts, um, as well as uh, like Chinese, uh, like the the Chinese different, they weren't necessarily, you know, religions, like Confucianism and like all that sort of stuff. And we covered all of these in our world literature classes, and they provided a ton of value to me, including when we learned about the Bible. So like, I don't think these things should be taken out of school, should be taken out of curriculums ever at all. Um, Because again, they have value um if it's actually straight up pornographic like you would get in jail for showing it to a kid yeah sure no take that if that's in a school library somewhere in this country take it out otherwise keep it in there what's the problem you if your kid if you don't want your kid to, to to read it tell your kid not to read it control your own kid you know don't don't take away access to to books from other people's kids yeah, yeah, I completely, completely agree with everything that John just said. I mean, it is straight up wrong to be banning books. Um, I, on a a personal level, am very, I get a lot of gratification out of hearing this news and, and feeling like it, like, oh, okay, these, these like idiot Republicans that keep trying to censor um, like legitimate content and and sex education and everything else, like they are finally getting this handed to them. Um, but I don't think it's really going to work like that. I don't think that these conservative Republican types are going to see this and then say, oh, well, we shouldn't be banning books because this is bad and I don't like this. Um, if that was going to be the case, if if this was going to be a strategy to get the right to change course, then that would be amazing. And, and I still, you know, even if it's just satire, and it's just making a point, I'm still somewhat amazed by it and, and pleased by it. But I don't think that in general, it is right to be going down this path and then using the same techniques that the Republicans use against them is definitely a slippery slope of like, okay, well, then we're saying that it's fine to do that. You know, we're we're condoning that approach by doing the exact same thing. Not something we want to be doing. No, I, the irony isn't lost on me. I, I like, I was like cackling when I first saw this. Yeah. You know, it, it's absolutely hysterical to me. Uh, it, it just highlights the absurdity of some of these laws around the country. I mean, not just this Utah law, but obviously there's laws being put in place to kind of go after libraries in Missouri and in Arkansas uh, in Florida, they're trying to censor, you know, like different educational books. Obviously, we've seen what's happening with DeSantis happening in my state of Montana. And this authoritarian push is becoming too much. Like, I, I know that we all feel that, but like, we need to be like stating it over and over and over and over again, how absurd this all is, is the fact that especially like, obviously pivoting to the floor to Florida for a second here, you have the ability there for any parent to object to basically anything and then it gets just taken out of school like that, that, that one parent who like objected to children watching strange world in the classroom then a teacher got investigated because there was a gay character in the movie oh and it was mentioned for like all of 12 seconds Jesus. you know and so now here in utah you have a similar idea where any parent can go and petition to have any book removed out of a school district and that is just patently absurd to me you know, I don't understand 
what exactly i mean i understand what you know like republicans as a whole are trying to do by this or more or less just trying to control society by the by the viewpoint that they think that we should all be living by you know the the party that's constantly you know claiming that they care about freedoms is trying to oppress everyone else's freedoms you know irony in and of itself but everyone else who isn't in that like radical viewpoint i'm not sure why more people aren't speaking up against what is happening in these states because i mean truthfully seriously like, like what road does this lead us down to if we're constantly censoring everything that someone doesn't like you you brought up the you know the authoritarianism which i'm realizing is just a through line of all of our topics this week yeah. but the <laughs> we don't really do a good job in the american education system of covering authoritarianism and fascism and we look at mm -hmm. things through a rose-covered or should i say red white and blue colored lens <laughs> however the, the one thing the one freaking thing that we know that fascists like to do is ban books <laughs> like that's the one thing that like every child in america is taught totally. yep the nazis that's what they did they banned books they didn't like the jews they banned books everyone in america can tell you that and then we like people will unironically support book bans and it's like yeah what do you, they, they people are like oh what, what why didn't anyone stop the nazis and it's like and i'm not saying that banning the bible or banning any book in florida is going to create nazis but it's like well that's what they did that's like that's that's how it started guys yeah. and it's a slippery slope argument sure but like you should still be against it <laughs> like it's still not a good thing and and just harkening back to what i said earlier it's like even you know get your books in libraries whatever's in the curriculum whatever it is i fundamentally don't understand the mindset of i don't want my kid learning this yeah and so instead of taking personal responsibility for my child's education and teaching them what i want them to learn and fighting in the free marketplace of ideas because if you're right then you're right right like if you're right then your kid's going to agree with you if you can convince them <laughs> Why are you being a lazy person and expecting the state to to do this for you? Take some personal <laughs> responsibility for your own child's education if that's what you want to do. Very good. Very good. Oh, yeah, totally. John, you're, you're trying to actually appeal to their common sense as, as if there is common it. sense well, applied well, here. No, no. So, 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 so <laughs> you bring up a good point there, Desmond. But like I do, there are plenty of conservatives and there are plenty of people on the left who have no common sense who are just yeah. in the cult, in the bubble, you know? But yeah. I fundamentally don't believe that's most people. And a lot of them are kind of in the cult, but also kind of think for themselves. And this is one of those issues where if you just really drill down into it, it goes against conservative ideology. It goes against small yeah. government. It goes against mm -hmm. these things that they do know they believe ideologically. So if you, like, I, it, I think personally, it provides us on the left the opportunity to get rid of the cognitive dissonance. When we have conversations with conservatives about these things, those two ideas that we should have a small government and government should ban books are ideologically opposed. And yeah. it does yeah. provide an opportunity as a Trojan horse to be like, hey, this is wrong, right? We don't wanna be like the Nazis, right? And you can get them to agree to that. And then that can cause a domino effect where they start to realize, hey, this other thing my my tribe is doing doesn't quite make sense and i do think that issues like this are the wedge issues that can pry people out of their bubbles maybe i'm optimistic but i, I yeah, do think this I, is one of them 
I just want to respond to that really quickly before you jump in here, Erica. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you are on this show, John, because someone <laughs> needs to be the optimist, okay? Because all of my optimism, <laughs> oh God, way I'm the out optimist. the window, way <laughs> yeah, out the window. Yeah. You, calls, uh, <laughs> you guys called me the optimist last week and I was like, what? <laughs> Everything's burning. <laughs> my show's about drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and our capitalist hellscape, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't know. There, there's some days where I want to be the optimist with you, you know, but there's other days where I, I just, I don't know. It, it's just, it's really hard for me. You know, when I think of Republicans claiming to be the party of wanting to be small government. Okay. But, you know, when I was first learning about politics, you know, back in like the late two thousands, we had a president by the name of George W. Bush who tripled the size of government under his administration. And it was not a problem. And he increased the security, the surveillance state, not a problem. Increase the police state, not a problem. Then you have Trump who comes in and it's like, hey, we need to figure out what's going on with this deficit. We got to get all this, all this spending under control. And then he, you know, gives a tax cut to the wealthy and the deficit goes up every single year. Spending goes up every single year. And the whole time, everyone on the right's like, yeah, not a problem. So I guess me, I'm just like, do you actually believe any of those things? Or is it you believe them when you're criticizing Democrats, but when Republicans do it, you're all of a sudden, all of your morals go out the window. So I just really wonder how much partisan brain rot there actually is in this country versus, you know, people who actually have these morals and truly believe in these issues they claim to believe in. But I'm glad that you are the optimist because it'll it'll balance this thing out a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I really hope that, John, you are right. And that these kind of issues and highlighting the the contradictions and inconsistencies in the in the conservative viewpoint will persuade or start to uh, drive some folks to start questioning their perspective. I, you know, so much of thinking on the right is inconsistent, is contradictory. And like, as as Tr Donald Trump pro proved, like it, the right doesn't care about those inconsistencies. They don't care if they if if someone goes and says something and then the next minute goes and says the exact opposite of that. They'll still show up and support that person. You know, like it I have a lot of um cynicism about the even the value of of logical consistency that that people on the right are holding. You know, they don't it seems like that has started to dissolve and just go out the window where you can even appeal to common sense. You can even appeal to reason, to to consistency like that. I don't know. I, I'm hopeful, though, that there are some folks who will hear the points that you're making and they will say, oh, yeah, actually, what I'm book bans probably aren't the way probably aren't the way like that is big government. And I don't like that. So, yeah, maybe I'm against that, actually. Um hopefully but <laughs> my hope is like this much at this point and i encourage anyone who is feeling that way right now speak out against your own party the same way that i speak out against the liberal democrats that i, I know you guys see me doing all the time and i get pushed back from my own party from my own side when i do it but if you're conservative listen to this right now for some reason and mm -hmm. you're you're agreeing with me like yeah no we shouldn't ban books that's against our first amendment rights you got to call out your own side when they do it mm -hmm. or else you're mm -hmm. complicit in the same way that i would be complicit if i didn't call out joe biden for i don't know slipping in a new pipeline into debt deal when <laughs> my entire city is covered in smoke oh, oh we're uh, gonna get to that 
which yeah. we will be getting to. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, we got we got to always pressure our politicians to actually follow our ideologies, or else they will kind of do their own thing that goes against what we even believe for the reasons that we voted them in for. Yeah, absolutely. I think the last point that I want to make is that, you know, just from where I stand, don't agree with the book ban. And I, I, I know that some people were saying it's, you know, like a separation of church and state issue. I, I don't feel that way personally. Um, I don't think the Bibles or any religious text present in the school system you know, is somehow like integrating church and state. I think if you're mandating teaching the Bible, if you're mandating teaching the Quran, that's a different story, but allowing people to have the Bible, the Quran, any religious text present, you know, in a school is not somehow like dissolving the barriers of church and state. I, I truthfully don't believe that. And I don't think that we should be banning books at all. And I agree with you, John, we need to be pushing back on our own elected representatives more. You know, that is... I mean, that's the best way to dissolve this partisan brain rot that we are that we <laughs> see happening so much on both sides, which I think when we covered Title 42 a few weeks back and that we were all talking about, which was kind of like the pitfalls with the Biden administration and their views on on immigration policy. So, yeah, I hope that there are some conservatives listening to this, and I hope that this sparks something in order for them to realize that, you know, like, hey, maybe the Republican Party isn't making the right decision with these book fans. <laughs>